This is Andrian. And this is Ray. Welcome to the Talk Lab Podcast. Every two weeks, we'll invite a new guest and... In every session, we'll dig into their life, relationships, and perspectives. One question at a time. Let's Talk Lab! Yay. Welcome to the second episode with Eugene Chan. And this time, we'll talk about his passion and how he discovered basically video making and like how he actually find this to be a sustainable job. So uh, let's dive into actually how do you start like you can production, even though last time we talked about how you started, but how you find filmmaking as a hobby or like, is it just like some stumble up on like uh, filmmaking or were you like, were your parents like a filmmaker or even do they like photographing? Just, yeah. do we want to understand how do you start? Because I think a lot of people, especially like for me, I like doing a lot of things, but I never really turn it into like a career, mm-hmm. even though I think a lot of people want it to, but they never have the drive to do it. So we just want to understand more. Sure. Okay. Yeah, it's, a, it's a nice and chill session. We actually, I'm not <laughs> sure if you guys can see, but sure, we actually have a part wine. So it's going to be a more relaxed session. We have some alcohol because I think this topic, uh, it's not going to be as interesting because it's entrepreneurship, right? But I think it's going to be very relevant for anyone out there that is going to going through that whole soul searching process understanding who they really are, what they should stand for. For sure. The why, right, behind the life. Mm, so yeah. that's why we have some alcohol to, to have that. So yeah, Eugene, the stage is yours. Thanks so much for sharing once of again. Of course. Um, so in terms of filmmaking, it actually began as photography um, when I was in high school. When I was actually around 12, my parents had this camera. I just really liked taking photos. They were absolute shit, but I was taking photos Wait, anyways. your parents or you? Oh no, my friends are great. The photos are shit. Um, so the photos didn't turn out so good, but I really enjoyed having a camera and just capturing moments. They mm-hmm. weren't good, but uh, I kept taking photos at 12 and then I experimented with like portrait photography and like product, product photography. And then in year 10, I did theater. Year 10 would be 16, right? It's, uh, 15, 16. 15, yeah. 16. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So drama and acting. Uh, so I took a class on theater. IGCSE. <laughs> you know that Ray wanted to be an actor. Yeah, I was like, like listening to the other podcast. Oh really? I said that? I, singer I said singer. I said, oh no, I said wanted to be a t- TV host, yeah, TV host. Yeah. and also a singer. Yeah. But that didn't turn out well. So I think podcast is something that, you know, <laughs> yeah. a side hustle, a we side project. We, yeah. we have a guitar here. Can, wow. Songs there, right? <laughs> Probably my can next you play life. guitar, right? Yeah, next life, yeah, maybe. You can play guitar? No, I can, yeah, basic stuff, yeah. But I can't do bar chord, yeah. Fat fingers or something <laughs> like that. So have you actually played for Betsy before? Yeah. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I think not. I haven't played to Betsy before, but I have played to previous um, girls before. <laughs> Whoa, so okay. Betsy, hearing this, yeah, I'll play a song for you one day. Yeah, but at the it's wedding, really rusty. Yeah, but going back to Eugene. Yeah, yeah. going back. To um, no, so I did photography first, and then theater and acting. Okay. And those two sort of became filmmaking for me. So you get photos which are static, mm-hmm. no movement, and then theater was just full of life and storytelling. And for me, those two became filmmaking and making short films and that's how it all began how i found my passion in visual storytelling and creating beautiful imagery oh wow yeah so for theater and acting you learned it in uh your in in, in your school right in my high school yeah it was a okay. it was a course wow it's very interesting that your school have this kind of uh, is, is that part of ib or it's extra IGCSE. it's IGCSE. before ib oh, wow. okay, yeah okay. cool did you take ib uh theater my school didn't offer it okay but uh, yeah. I, I really wanted to yeah all right yeah okay so I think for those listening out there, I think uh, sometimes you never know where your interests yeah. would come. And 
school or taking the courses or extracurricular activities would actually help, right? So that's one of the way that it came. Of course, there was photography from your family, mm. but I think where it made sense was I think through theater and uh, uh, theater and what acting, right? Yeah. But were, were you were of, you yeah. when you were a kid? Were you always wanted to be an act? Were in acting or were you just like saying yes and open to like opportunities? So you took on theater. Is it something that you really like before, or you just something you randomly? Like, I, I, I just thought it was more fun and interesting than the other courses that they offered. And um, as a kid, I never had a, if we're talking like less than 10 years old, I never had a uh, thing a that dream, I really, right? yeah, ambition, right? it was just, I was just a happy kid. And yeah. I think my mom said when I was five, I wanted to be a chef <laughs> just because I was really fat. I was just like, oh, <laughs> oh you I, were? I was quite okay, chubby. Okay. So I was just well, like, yeah, I remember, if yeah. I was a chef, I can be constantly eating. Okay. <laughs> so I'm like, that's not a bad job, you know? Yeah. 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 I think the, 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 the point that we want to bring out in this uh, section or session is did the passion reach out to you or were you proactively finding? Yeah. So was it opportunity-based or yeah. there, was, there was a deep calling inside you that, you know, filmmaking, content creating was something that you wanted to pursue on? Yeah. It sounded like not really because when you were young, you didn't really have like uh, a clear route mm. or ambition. It's sort of through the different experiences that you've embarked mm. in your life. And then you slowly pick up and love and then it slowly became, yeah, yeah, there was some burning desire within you to really improve. And then, yeah, I, I think for sure it's giving yourself the opportunity to be exposed to different activities, mm. different opportunities and like mm. hobbies that can potentially become a career. I think it's not limiting yourself to, you know, standard practices or like things that you would normally typically do. It's being open about what you can do and saying yes to a lot of things. Yeah, I, I think I can totally relate to that because. I think to you today, I'm not sure about you, Andrian, but at least for myself, I haven't really find, found something that I truly enjoy that I was like, oh, you know what? This is the direction that I want to live my life. I haven't reached that stage, but I really buy that idea that, you know, you got to be open-minded, got to be opportunistic, op opportunistic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that, you know, whatever new experiences. So I think today my mindset is like when there's an opportunity that came up, I won't say no immediately unless it's really against the values or something that, you know, I can't see myself doing. And that's why, you know, when Andrian asked me to, you know, start this podcast, etc., I was, yeah, I, I jumped on and said, yeah, why not? Because it aligns with my values. I like talking to people. I like to help people. I like to meet new people, invite guests. Yeah. And that's why I think it pretty much aligned. Yeah, even though it doesn't make money, whether it's my passion, I'm not sure yet, but I know that I enjoy doing it and I like helping people. Yeah, I think for me too. I think we always talk about how we started this podcast is because... I think this podcast is, I think, a starting point. I don't think it, yeah. it is an ending point because I think going back to Eugene is that he, he started off like in theater. He never thought, I don't think he ever thought when he was 15 or 16, he's going to start a production house. No. Yeah. But then is how it leads to this stage is the whole process is how you get started. Like, for example, me and Ray, we started this podcast. Hey, what if we actually like got better and then we actually film well on YouTube? And then maybe we can actually start off our own YouTube channel or yeah. actually venture into like being uh, on other things as well. Which I think if you say yes, I think it's a yes mentality. It's basically that you the can. You can mindset. You can, that's a, that's you can a, mindset, that's a, guys. Know it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we, we, you just say yes to a lot of opportunities or you just don't say no. You just explore it. If it doesn't go as well, it's trial and error. We talk about that like in the, even though in the last episode, but I think is a key area for us for everyone to, to do it. Unless it's like, as someone is asking you, oh, let's rob a bank. 
Yeah, it has to align with, with your uh, values, with your values yeah. and what you stand for. Yeah. And if you think it matches, and you think you're gonna have a good time, enjoy yourself, and value add, and create an impact, yeah. right, to people, I think that's important, right? Yeah. Yeah, but that's also aligned to your values, right? Yeah. So, so if that's all aligned, then yeah, go for it. Yeah, go for it. So, I think going for it is a, a big topic. So we can probably talk about that in a bit. But I just want to understand how Eugene just because we talk about fifteen or sixteen. So how did you go from like wanting to be in theater, actually doing theater, and then what's the year afterwards? Like, how did it become like? Even though you like photography, you like taking photographs.、Mm-hmm. How do you go into like a passion, or do you just like really deep、right. dive into like taking a lot of photos for your families? And okay.、What? So after the course ended.、Um, So for theater, you obviously need a an assignment, audi- right?、Yeah. Uh, an assignment, but you also need an audience, and you、mm. need a big stage and team. And I just thought I really enjoyed telling the story on stage, whether as a director or an actor. And I thought, okay, if I don't have an audience, I have the、mm. internet, I have the internet, you know.、Oh, wow. So and I do photography. Filmmaking can't be that different. It is, but、uh, <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, back then, right? Yeah. So I'm just like, okay, I can make my own stage online. Yeah. So I'm just like, okay, I'll just. Not a YouTube, right? I remember, yeah, yeah. YouTube, yeah. And then I just made short films because I didn't have a stage, I didn't have an audience, so I'm just like, just make it online. It's so convenient, and that's how we started making short films and content from there. And then it kind of grew, right? The interest, the passion, when you actually like, because I know that you're a hands-on person, right? Yeah. When you like something, you want to be hands-on, and through that process, that's when you also got really good at, you know, different angles. Yeah. And I think there were different.、Uh, Different production houses. Like I, I'm not sure whether Wong Fu was a big part when you were growing up. Like, oh yeah, yeah, kind, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those、Fu. kind of storytelling, I think that was very your style, right? Yeah, being in, yeah. yeah.、So. I think they were a big inspiration to me. Seeing how, especially because they're Asian as well. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, if they can make short films on YouTube that are like this quality, I can, I can do that too. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think Wong Fu was a big part of. At least it was part of my life when、yeah. I was like growing up. I watched Wong Fu, even though I think they were, they are now a lot more subtle. They don't、mm-hmm. post. That much these、yeah. days, but I think yeah, st- I think they stop. They kind of stop innovating. Yeah, at some point, I I wouldn't say innovating, but they kind of stop putting themselves out there.、Yeah. They might have some pivot that they sort of change the direction. Yeah, yeah. We don't know the reasons, but、mm-hmm. I think they probably reach a bottleneck, so they they are slowing down right now. But I think, but I think we are getting a lot of more inspiration from our, like growing up. So how how is you growing up basically, like? When even though I know you said oh you were in theater were your were your family like just okay with you or just do just do theater or were they encouraging you? How's your mindset? No, my my parents are a little bit of a mixed bag. They are not very controlling parents. Okay. So if I wanted to do theater and photography, they would let me, but、mm-hmm. they would encourage me to do something a little bit more、uh-huh. sustainable, and that's why I got into engineering. Right.、Um, they were not like oh you. Cannot do this. You're not my son.、Uh, they were more like,、ah, I prefer you not to, but you know, if you want to do it, just go do you. And luckily, I think that's a type of parenting in itself, and it works for kids who are very self-driven and motivated. And that's the kind of kid I was.、Mm-hmm. So that worked out in my favor. What What did they want you to do? Like, obviously, we all. Yeah, what's the model? What was the model、yeah. career the trajectory one, that they wanted you to follow? The one thing that my dad kept bringing up was, you should get a government job. Mm, okay. Super stable, have good benefits. You're not gonna get fired. In then... Hong Kong, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah, government jobs in Hong Kong are very well paid.、Um, benefits are good, but I don't think that's a UK mindset. Because、no. I mean, it's not to. By the way, it's not to say that government jobs are are boring. 
it really depends person to person and what you stand for yeah. fundamentally, your values. Yeah, but for you, Ken, definitely I think he's more like, oh, he, he wants to take ownership. He wants to explore different creative ideas, make it happen, yeah. create a bigger impact. Government, you create a big impact, by the way, yeah. I mean, you create a big impact. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, depends what you want in life, right? I think government you, stuff are really important, right? I think it sure. is important, but you're only, sides, you're only a wheel. You're only a wheel of like you're a, part of the moving yeah, part, right? But yeah. you aren't actually making yourself. Is not making something. You're not producing something, even though you may be influencing some people. But then I think you can you impact more people, and you are actually in contact with more like touches people on all walks of life basically oh, thanks and more stakeholders basically i think it really just depends on what you're looking for in life yeah. i wanted something that i wanted to so the question was for me was if i wasn't worried about money yeah. if i didn't have to get paid if i don't have to worry about anything what would i be doing i'd be doing filmmaking yeah. and i'm doing that right now so i think the question is if you want to if you were to ignore money if you don't have to worry about money today what would you be doing and yeah. are you doing that right now yeah. yeah that's a that's a billion dollar i would say million initially but now that's a billion or like a lifelong pursuit kind of question yeah that i'm very happy for you eugene that you actually found that answer really early on yeah and i think we touched upon right in our pre-briefing that yeah. on this whole concept of ikigai or ikigai however you want to yeah. call it um, basically um, what you're good at what you love doing yeah what can benefit people or what the world needs yeah. and what can get you paid for yeah, yeah. so i think that whole concept kind of flowed and worked with you right i think that came into my life really naturally yeah and like if you search up there's a lot of workshops teaching you how to incorporate that technique and i think oh, if you, you do teaching on workshops they have workshops on oh, okay have, i've okay. done workshops okay. on okay. EPA, and okay. um it's very interesting because it actually sort of aligns with my life Mm-hmm. Let's, let's talk about what ikigai first because i think oh, okay. yeah. a lot of people might not know yeah. as i think probably me. yeah i think probably eugene would know he went through courses but um <laughs> for 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 people that want to know what this ikigai thing is basically the meaning of life finding that true purpose that can actually you being part of the whole human ecosystem that's what i get from um but maybe eugene you have a different view or want to add on to it that's a main um purpose of, of, right? yeah. of, of ikigai and the three aspects of making it was um, to discover what you do, what you love doing, mm-hmm. what you're good at, and how is it related to the overall social, the entire world, essentially, yeah. and how you can merge all three of these aspects in your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how did you come across ikigai, like in the first place? Like we aren't selling this mindset. If it fits you, you can look into it. But we aren't asking. Yeah, we're interested to, because yeah. it was a big part of uh, Eugene's, Eugene's uh, mindset. So back to our previous episode, I talked about listening to a podcast on entrepreneurship and mm. for creatives. And he, um, the host, Crystal, okay. from In the Future, also did a okay. workshop talking about Ikigai. And it interested me not because I needed it, because I think I found my calling, but because of people around me, I started to realize we're in 95 jobs and that's fine, you know. But a lot of people were complaining about it. And I just thought, if you don't like something in your life, change it. Why, why not? And then they're like, oh, I don't know what I like. And I came across um, Ikigai. And I'm just like, perfect, try it out. Maybe you'll find something. And that's how I found out. Yeah. So how, how did it affect you? Like, did you, after you going to the course, did you find your purpose? Or were you already, uh, or were you already found your purpose? You no, just okay. improved on it. I already found, I think I already found my purpose. Yeah. I took the course, not the course, the workshop, because I wanted to help people find their calling. Okay. So my friends and like family members like, who don't know what they want because hmm. i found them i want to know how i can recreate finding my passion yeah. for other people 
and I wanted a systematic way of finding it. And thinking AI was sort of the one out there. Yeah. It's a framework, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I actually stumbled upon this um, not via podcast, mm-hmm. via YouTube. Okay. Because I follow different people on YouTube, and uh, I think it was a, a concept that really hits me. But I think I haven't found my why, to be honest. Mm. I know what enjoys me, what excites me, but I haven't found my why. Right. Yeah. So I'm happy to hear that, you know, in this whole thing, like, I think for you, you already found that, but now you want to see how you can help people not yeah. go through that nine to five job that they dislike, right? Yeah. It needs to be something that uh, they can start thinking and reflect on. And what's even better is that, yeah, what Andrew pointed out, right? A systematic a framework. Because when there's a framework, right, it's just easier for people to think about. You can't just ask them, like, why, why? You can ask a bunch of whys, right? We discussed about it. Yeah. Why do you like your job? Why nine to five? Um, oh, then they say, oh, because it pays well. But why do you need to get paid? So mm. you have to ask many whys and not everyone can articulate and think very well. Yeah. But with a framework, I think that really helps them understand what their true passions are mm. in life and how they can contribute to this whole societal ecosystem, right? Yeah, I just I just really want to help people who struggle with that because they're frustrated and man, they shouldn't be. They're so young. A lot of people, are, a lot of my friends are mid-20s and they have their whole lives ahead of them, right? So I really just want to let them know that now is the time to take risk. You're not married. A lot of them are not married mm-hmm. yet or they don't have kids and they don't even have to pay rent yet. Mm-hmm. And now is the time to really explore. If you don't explore now, what, you're going to explore when you're 50 and regret? That's what, not yeah. talking about regret, right? And a lot of people will say, oh, Eugene, you're just lucky you found your passion. You know, you're so lucky you're doing your passion. Yes, I'm lucky that I found a passion. But pursuing it and making it into a career is a completely different thing. You can find it, and if you don't pursue it, it's nothing. It, n- it doesn't mean anything. It goes nowhere. So yes, I'm lucky that I found it, but a lot of people, I feel like they know it at the back of their minds. Mm-hmm. You just don't take the action to do it. And I just really want to help them find it and monetize it to make it into a career. Because at the end of the day, like when you're like a grandparent, do you want to tell your kids what you did like when you're in your mid twenties? Nine to five. Oh, I worked mm-hmm. obviously nights. It's it's your life story. Is yeah. that is that all, all you want to tell? Okay. That's very cool, very very deep. Yeah. Mm. Um but I think my comment would be um yeah, probably you can share a bit on um I think Ikigai is a good framework, mm-hmm. but from your perspective, how did you, I, I know it sort of came to you, right, based on the different subjects that you tried, yeah. the different activities that you pick up. But for someone that, take for example myself, that haven't really identified that true passion, I know what I like. This I'm very clear. That's why I'm still generally quite happy with my life. Okay. Yeah. So for those that are listening out there, right, that is having that struggle, like what is actually their passion. What's the purpose of life, right? Because these are very big and deep topics. Yeah. And yeah, what's your advice on how it's behind the mind? But what's the approach to actually identify the passion? Well, I, well, again, the question is: if you don't have to worry about money, what are you doing anyways? Mm-hmm. And is there something that you you do every single day that you you dedicate time to? Like, let's say I play the guitar mm-hmm. every single day. Might not be good at it, but yeah. it's a passion or you work out, or something that you do on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And if time flies, if you do something and time just flies, yeah. like you look out the window, it's like night now, um, then that's something that might be yeah, worth like exploring. Podcast, right? exactly. By the way, we, we, just now, Ray, we're talking it's, it's about... night now, by the way. No, it's, <laughs> it's lunchtime, but... <laughs> it's one forty-eight. But then I think this also echoes to, to our mindset, is that if you enjoy doing something, time basically really flies. But then I don't... I think is 
even though you may enjoy something, you might consider turning it into a career. I think it's good for you to seek advice because just now Eugene said, oh, if you enjoy playing guitar, doesn't mean you're good at it. So I think you need to find something that ticks all the boxes. Like you, mm. you, you enjoy doing something, you're good at doing something, or there might be things that you can explore into. If you're not good at guitar, maybe you already have the music sense. Maybe you can do like a being a producer or like being in a music industry as well. But that's also another question, right? That's also um, whether or not you are born with talent yeah. or can you be trained? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I believe that's a big topic. Yeah. And I believe everyone can be trained too. I think some people are naturally gifted. Yeah. And say music, I'm very bad at rhythm, tempo, I'm terrible. But I believe like most of the skills out there, you can be trained to do almost everything as long as you give in the hours. I think there was a quote somewhere saying, your first 10,000 hours is really... It's, it takes you to expert, right? After yeah. you do something for 10,000 10, hours straight, it becomes... Uh, you, you become good at it naturally. You're no yeah. longer a, a newbie. No. So I think if you put in the hours, no matter how bad you are, I mean, my first film was shit, right? But I didn't say, yeah. oh, shit, I'm going to stop. But you keep going and yeah, then you, you keep, keep tra- 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 improving, yeah. 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 I, I can relate, yeah, because uh, people always say like, oh, working out and everything, but it just happens naturally if you put it part of your lifestyle, right? Fitness for me, I, I, I mean, I had big influence from my dad. Mm-hmm. He kind of instilled fitness, like, oh, we should uh, do exercise consist- consistently. So even when I go to university, I put in hours, put in it, I got the body that I want. But hey, yeah, probably if I calculate how much time, probably more than 10,000 hours spent yeah. in the gym. And naturally, you become what you Could want. Professional. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, and if you ask me whether I'm talented in bodybuilding, no. It's just part of your lifestyle and putting the work ethic behind it's it. It's dedication, right? Yeah. 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 So, so now it's just like, oh, what else should I explore? <laughs> <laughs> I'm already massive, so I need to find something else, right? Okay. But I think, I think uh, you can definitely train towards it. But I think you having... I think finding a passion and having a talent would help a lot. Yeah. So I think if you're not good at it, even though you really... I think you definitely can You have some doubts, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you always have some doubts. Because I think for everyone, mindset is when you're insecure, you might need to invest a lot of, the, a lot of time in training it you might still be like insecure on starting your own career. Okay. Okay. So I think sometimes finding something that you're secure about is very important on the entrepreneur mindset, for, as, especially for me, because uh, just now in the last episode, we talked about like, like, like t- starting a tutorial center. And I think for me, I was insecure about it. That's why it turns me. But then afterwards, I thought of it, it defines who I am. So I think it's a learning process for me as well. I think insecurity is something that most entrepreneurs and creatives have to overcome. Yeah. So. So I think you assume that I'm not, I'm not, that I'm not insecure about filmmaking, right? Yeah. But in the beginning, I had lots of things to be insecure about. For example, did you know I'm colorblind? Ooh, I'm colorblind. Oh, yeah. There's a new, new juicy thing there. I'm colorblind. Yeah. yeah. Partial colorblind. Partial colorblind. Right? Yeah. yeah. So certain colors. So how how do you overcome it basically? And there are so from colorblindness, yeah, I can't see certain colors. But if you learn the right skills in in filmmaking, there's video scopes. So I can look at graphs that tell me certain colors. Wow. That right. I know, mm. okay, I'm, I've nailed this color, that this color is correct. So in some sense, my colors might be more accurate than yours because I know how to read the graphs. A lot of people might not know how to read the graphs. Yeah. Or if I don't want to use the graphs, it gives my filmmaking a new look that most people might not be able to achieve because yeah. I can't see that color. Mm-hmm. It, it's, 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 it gives you a unique perspective. It might actually gives you an edge as well because uh, I know this... Um, 
artist, Yoyi Kusama. Okay. You, you know which one? No. The one with like a lot of um, the dots. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. I think she was colorblind as well, or she was mm. like an artist. That's why she only does the dots. Right. And that's how she was like. That's her calling. She was an artist, and because she was colorblind, or I think she was having other illness as well. That's why that's her artwork. That's what defines her. Yeah. That's that's basically your artwork as well. Your that's your canvas. So I think being insecure is no. I think it's part of embracing yourself yeah. and embracing your insecurities because. I'm colorblind. I never use colorblindness as an excuse. If anything, I think it makes my film kind of cool. Or if I want to be super accurate, I bring out a color chart here. I can do the graph. So red, green, blue, it's exactly the RGB, yellow, green mm. colors that I need it to be. So it's uh, as precise as can be. And mm-hmm. I think it's really embracing your insecurity and working around it. There's no excuse in the world we live in today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, yeah. Free I mean, absorbing it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sort of absorbing, sort of speechless. Not really lost for words. I just wanted to raise a point that um, I think we have Eugene, we have, you know, Andrew and myself, we're sharing different perspectives on on our lives. Um, Being insecure is perfectly fine. Yeah. I mean, I was never confident. I was never, I mean, still up to date, still have some of my insecurities. I don't think I present that well. People think I present well. People think I'm sociable, but honestly, I'm a bit awkward, this and that. But I think my point is, right, um, the world that we're in, like our parents had to go through, was uh, the, the number of jobs were limited. So they may not have the opportunity to pursue the real passion that they have. I'm lucky. I think my dad really found his true passion, which is uh, uh, being, a, being a doctor, helping, saving life. I think it's very cliche, but he had, he had to work for it, work his ass off for it. Yeah. Um, but I think my point is, long story short, is to say like actually in today's world, the world's your oyster. Whether you're insecure about something, when you actually work towards it, there's actually a lot of different opportunities or new business models yeah. that you can explore with. Because you're not just bounded by the traditional yeah. 9 to 5, blue collar, white collar kind of jobs. Yeah. I'm actually wearing a blue collar, by the way. <laughs> Both <laughs> but, of you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think just keep your mind open out there. And hopefully, you know, the advice that Eugene yeah. have mentioned that just think that if you were to do something that you're not getting paid for, what would it be? I think that's uh, a very simple question, but it takes time to digest, yeah. to really think about how would you want to spend your days if you know money was not an issue. Yeah, I also just want to add on to that because I've actually did this um, the workshop with okay. a few of my friends. I mean, I tried to host, I okay. tried, oh, but, wow. but a lot of the answers were the number one answer to what would I be doing if I wasn't... Oh yeah, that would be interesting. The number one that. answer was traveling. Mm. But okay, but then okay, so as a very cliche answer, right? So, very millennium kind of millennial kind of answer. Yeah. So we had to. Uh, I was trying to figure out, okay, why is everyone saying traveling? And then I realized it's because they've been trapped in their nine to five jobs. They haven't had the opportunity to travel. It's not that they like traveling or they want to travel. It's because they've been trapped and confined and haven't had the opportunity to. They've been derived of that chance to yeah. travel. Yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah. it's like something that they don't get to do. It's not necessarily the thing that they would be doing if they don't have to worry about money. It's just something that they, they've been wanting to do. So that's an, something you have to really distinguish between something that you've been derived of and something that's Your you would passion. be doing. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. if you like something, you're gonna do it. You know, even when um, even you, you have to work long hours sometimes. Yeah. You work out, you find time to work out. Yeah. Everyone has twenty four hours. Yeah, mm. you yeah. find time for what you love. For sure. Yeah, I think what we stumbled upon was that even you would make time to do things that you're passionate in, and if you if you're not good at it train for it 
try it. I think is the also again the you can spirit. You can do it. It's nothing is impossible if you try your ass off and just do whatever possible to do it and achieve what you want to do. And I think that that's the probably the biggest lesson we have learned from Eugene in this podcast is what we have in mind as well to do our best and see how it goes. Because I think a lot of times is what we always mention is trial and error. We never know if it may be right. If it doesn't work out, there are opportunities elsewhere to do something similar. I think if Eugene didn't go well with like his own career in UK production, he might be a producer at mm. TVV or something. Mm. Right? Or like if a lot of people are yeah, you should like explore that route. Yeah, I, think, right? I, got, I got offered. Yeah, yeah. you can explore that route. <laughs> so that's basically kind of this. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. let me echo back to my point was um, the reason why I said when you're insecure, maybe you can start up with something to learn the experience, because TVB or I know some people might not like TVB, but it's still I mean, in Malaysia maybe it's like Astro, in Singapore yeah. it's a media corp, yeah, this yeah. kind of uh, mm. production houses. In, in Korea it's like I don't know TVN or SBS, mm. something like that. But I think it's to learn enough experience, maybe it will improve on your training, improve on your security, yeah. and it might gives you like help you realize that you are actually okay at it and gives you more confident. So I think, but I want to like talk about a bit more about like TVB and why, why do you, because I always wanted to. Have, wait, 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 I sorry, always, sorry. I want to, I want to add on to one of the points sorry. actually. So I think you talk about like um, trial and error. Yeah. And I think one of the big things that I was telling my friends about was as a young adult, yeah. you have to decide which one do you want more? Do you want, are you, which one are you afraid of more? Are you afraid of failing more? Or are you afraid of regretting not knowing what something could have been? Yeah. Because mm -hmm. there's two options, right? You either fail or you don't try it, but you regret because you don't know yeah. what it could have been. You know, if I never took up like filmmaking, what could have been new camp productions? Yeah. Or would you rather fail? So it's which one are you more scared of? Are you scared of to fail? Or are you scared to, or, or would you rather regret not knowing what your life could have been yeah. if you actually just tried? Which one's worse? Which is something that echoes back again. I think I said a lot of echoes, by the way, anyway. <laughs> because we, we talked about this with Sonia in the previous episodes. Is that she she was in bar. It was one of her like passions. She thinks that it was very interesting to her. It was a hobby. Probably, like It was a hobby for you for filmmaking, mm -hmm. photography. Mm -hmm. And afterwards, you develop into a career. She did develop into a career. So I think that is the commonality. Is that you train bit by bit, learning bit by bit. And then you realize there's an opportunity. Yep. So just grab it and don't do something that you would regret. Because I would always ask myself, what if I didn't do a 95 job? I would ask myself that too. That's why I think podcast is a side hustle that I can do. It's not exactly a hustle. It's a side hobby. Hobby, a yeah. passion project, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Uh, that, but it is still something outside of your 95 yeah. that you are consistently yeah. working on, developing on, and through the journey together. And I think... I think uh, I think Eugene has a very good mindset. That's why I think, but for a lot of people, they they have a stable job. They don't want to risk it. But I think like starting bit by bit, by learning, maybe one day it will be your calling. Like Ray, Ray is very into fitness. He actually, with Eugene, have their own video. Like, oh yeah, we started a uh, <laughs> online workout, course. Yeah, workout uh, gym program. Yeah. Specifically targeting uh, beginners. beginners that wants to yeah have a comprehensive understanding of how to do different exercises yeah it's very light and easy yeah we created film different shots for different parts of the body so that will be launching first of march 
<laughs> on Udemy. Yeah, great fun. And then uh, you were talking about sorry, security, job security in yeah, the nine to five. Actually, in the past year, I think a lot of people realized a nine to five job mm. is not necessarily secure yep. with COVID, yeah. Corona, and all that. Lots of people got fired yeah. on the spot. My my dad, who is a graphics designer, he got fired from two, three different jobs within that same year. Wow. Is that job security? No, it's not. It's job not. security is financial freedom. And whether that is a mm. an annual income kind of thing mm. or monthly, I wouldn't say that a nine to five job is more secure. Because just like that, you're fired. Yeah. And even for other jobs like contract jobs, you're not sure if you'll get more contracts. So I think nine to five financial security is a bit misunderstood. Yeah. yeah. I think more people, and I'm very happy that we have you to shed some light yeah. on this perspective that nine to five is not an ultimate goal for, but it also depends on what you want in life. Yeah. Like what we say, whether it aligns with your values. Uh, I also want to touch a bit on the point where you actually share, um, actually is how uh, you need to think about what uh, you like doing, right? Yeah. I, I like, I really like the, the workshop that you're doing, but I think it really helps people think about what they want. Mm. And the moment they say traveling, and then Andrin also elaborated on the point that, hey, because uh, they're kind of refined and restricted, that yeah. it's something that they don't have, and that's why that's something that they want to do. So I just want to um, let everyone out there um, explore on this thought that, hey, actually thinking about what you like is actually a lifelong uh, question. You consistently have to pivot every now and then. I used to want to be a singer, but I mean, <laughs> I was pretty young back then. Yeah, yeah, I was just kind of influenced by media, etc. I thought that would be a cool life, etc. Mm. Uh, but I think it leads to the point that to really think about something that you really want to do and spend the rest of your life doing, obviously you can pivot, right? Um, you really need to separate yourself with, you know, what your surroundings are, what people are telling what people think is a good thing. Yeah, I think that's what today, in at least for millennials, yeah. right? It's very hard for us to separate what we truly like and what other people think is yeah. cool. Yeah, Traveling is so cool. And that's why I think it kind of leads to that yeah. point that, hey, they want to Traveling travel. gets you likes. You can post stories. Yeah. But that's, I don't think that's, I think traveling itself, it could be a career, but I think it's misunderstood. Yes. It's glorified in yeah. some ways. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. And I think speaking about the people that you surround yourself with, it's important to surround yourself with people who, you share your values with like what you're talking about because yeah. if you show if you surround yourself with people that go that doubt you they're like ah you can't do it oh no maybe like in 10 years oh let's do it next time you're never gonna do it you're never gonna do it so if you hang around me you'll know that i'm just like let's do it let's do it tomorrow to do it today come on we can do it man yeah. is that how you start your, your videos i think yeah because i think eugene always exploring new things and he's always finding uh people's passion and he sort of dig that hey i'm passionate about fitness Let's generate some sort of um, story that we can uh, share out to people and create an impact. And at the same time, explore if that could be uh, some sort of recurring revenue. Yeah. So on, I think on 1st of March, I think we'll start, we don't expect anything, to be honest. It's like a passion project. But yeah, we did it. And we're going to launch it 1st of March. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will leave a link in the <laughs> <laughs> Because I think this episode would be after 1st of March, even though we, we sponsored. are. <laughs> no, no, it's actually sponsored by Bijimnas. Yeah. <laughs> UK Productions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think, I think because I think two of them, I don't think I am, but they are people who are with like entrepreneurial, especially for Eugene, obviously, mm. with entrepreneurial spirit. And I don't think we are encouraging everyone to start their own business, but it's to find their passion. Yeah. To find what they enjoy so even if you have a government job we're not saying that your job is boring but then your job could be routine i think a lot of, a lot of people have a routine job but some people would like that yeah, and it stands to their values but 
I think government job opens up a lot yeah. of opportunity because your job is stable. Yeah. Like what when Eugene mentioned a point that oh, uh, in 2020, yeah. um, a lot of jobs have been lost. Government jobs, very unlikely that you you, you lose. lose your yeah. Job, yeah, that's the fact. And you don't get overtime. You don't have yeah. to work yeah. hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's a good point because a lot the government jobs and some 9 to five jobs have very fixed hours, so you don't have to overtime a lot. And but because of that, you have time afterwards yeah, to exactly. do what you want, or like, yeah, you can do it afterwards. And then the moment when you explore something and it becomes big enough to the point that, hey, you don't need your government job. Yeah. And that's when you can, that's a very uh, low, uh, what's it called, very high risk to reward ratio, yeah. right? We, yeah. we, we talk about this. Yeah. And finally, I think we it's the right time to share about this, that uh, whenever you think about something, you need to always think, uh, of course, timing, business partner, and really meeting the, the business surrounding, not just the people that you yeah. surround yourself with is important, but you also have to think about the risk-reward ratio. Yeah. Starting a podcast, to risk. At most, no one listens. That's fine. Andrew and I will still keep doing it. We talk anyways. We talk anyways. Talk to people, etc. Yeah. But we see the upside potential as uh, the number of people going through and transitioning from teenage life to adulting we see that there is a big gap, yeah. especially local Hong Kong people, Malaysians, Singaporeans, or across the region. Yeah, some a voice to actually shed some light and perspective to these people, right? Yeah. So that's essentially why uh, we started this. We have Eugene right here, yeah. a big role model, Andrew himself too. Yeah, so hopefully it creates some sort of idea and get you guys thinking. That's essentially the main objective. I don't think we said this clear enough in episode one, yeah. but that is actually why we started the Talk La yeah. podcast. And I think it's slowly shaping by, I think the first episode is just me and Ray. The second episode was uh, us and Sonia talking about career, relationship. Now with Eugene, we are slowly shaping each and our ep- every episode of ours to understand more about like our guests, obviously, but also to understand more about each other because, yeah. or even about our audience because our audience gave us some feedback on who they are, what they want to listen on. And I think this is everyone's growing up their journey. So basically you guys are witnessing our journey growing up and we are also, please follow yep, you and <laughs> Eugene to know about his, his journey. Because I think like coming from a Hong Kong perspective, like a local perspective, staying here for like what, 20, 25, 26 years is I know a lot of us, a lot of people are bound by their 95 jobs. Yeah. Are we just like gonna have it anyways, but you have a side hustle or you might have a side passion, you can do it on the weekend. And I think it's something that everyone should have a hobby, even if you enjoy watching Netflix, hey, write some comments about Netflix or be a film critic, right? That, that's something that you can develop on. And I think finding your passion is basically this episode. We want to talk about how you can find your passion, how you can develop your passion and how it may affect you as a person. So, but I think we're still young in a way that probably when we're in 50s, we would say that, oh, yeah, the podcast is what's like, just that. Yeah, it's trash, yeah, whatever. Just people talking about. Yeah, I, I think um, just want to lead this up, like to summarize. Yeah, I, I'm not, yeah, any final points that you wanted to uh, share, Eugene? Yeah. If not, like I'll lead it on to a final question. Like, yeah, what, what's one big takeaway or one big advice to someone, I know you did give a one-liner, but if someone, yeah, even after listening that, to that one question, they cannot relate, they don't know where to start. Mm, so yeah. What's that one takeaway or advice that you would give them? Okay, okay. so all the, to all the uh, young listeners to the Talk Loud podcast, I think oh, yeah. 
right now you're young, you've got time, you've got health, you're as healthy as you can be when you're in your prime. And I think now it's to really explore what you love doing. And if you don't love what you're doing, do something about it and find be the change that you want to make. And really, your life is in your own hands. So be open to opportunities, try new things and just because especially with like COVID and like all the health uh, situation, you never know how, what life is going to end up. So live every single life, uh, every single day happy and never wake up and be like, oh, shit, I hate my life. Love your life because you should be grateful that you're healthy and young and in a privileged scenario. All right. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Eugene of UCAN Productions for taking time to come. Yeah, let's do. Yeah. So that's basically a wrap on our second episode with Eugene. And again, I think there is a lot to take on from this episode. So uh, hopefully you enjoy this episode with Eugene and you learn a lot. And we are on just now. They were saying that there are too many podcasts. So basically, we know that you just listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. So review us on either platform and hope you enjoy it. But if you have any comments for us, feel free to DM us or just give us some feedback. I know this episode is also 40 odd minutes, which is- <laughs> Yeah, but hopefully long. that's like a yeah. lot of value to it. Yeah, a lot of value. And then on our next episode, we'll invite another new guest to feature in the Talk Live podcast. And if you want to suggest yourself again, feel free. And, <laughs> and I think before we end, um, if you found this useful, helpful, I think it will really, really help us out a lot to share it to your loved ones, the friends going through a tough time. If you think this episode would resonate with someone going through this thought process, or if you found it helpful for yourself, share it, spread the word. We'll be forever grateful for, for you doing the deed and hopefully we can create more impact together. Yeah. All right, cheers. All right, see you guys. Bye. 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 Bye.